I'd now like to introduce Professor Jane Stout, Vice President for Biodiversity and Climate Action with Trinity College Dublin. Jane is going to talk about how climate action will impact on quality and qualifications. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for inviting me to speak this afternoon. Um, so I've been asked to speak about how climate action will impact on quality and qualifications. Uh, climate action, uh, the, the responses that we, we make to the global challenge of climate change will impact everything that we do as individuals, as citizens, and of course, as educators across all of our institutions. But perhaps unlike uh, current socio-political challenges, it's not a sudden crisis and it's not something that's unexpected. So scientists have been warning society for decades uh, that we are in, uh, in trouble in terms of uh, our environmental situation. So in 1992, 1,700 scientists came together and published a paper that was a warning to humanity based on deteriorating trends in various aspects of the environment. 25 years on, in 2017, more than 15,000 scientists produced uh, a second warning because things just weren't getting better. And you can see in these graphs that I've put on the slide here, the change between the first paper in 1992 uh, and uh, the second paper in 2017 is the bold line uh, on each of those graphs. And you can see the trajectories are still going in the same direction. So we're still seeing um, freshwater resources per capita, forest area, and vertebrate uh, numbers declining. We're still seeing temperature, uh, carbon dioxide emissions and human and livestock populations increasing. And just last week, many of you may or may not have heard uh, the latest Living Planet report, uh, which documented that 69% there's been a 69% decline in abundance of vertebrate animals since 1970. Just let that sink in for a minute. 69% decline. That's nearly 70% of all of the birds, fish, mammals, reptiles, and amphibians that were on the planet 50 years ago are not here today. So massive loss of biodiversity. Nature is literally on its knees. And as the planet warms and as biodiversity is lost, this threatens our homes, our health, our food, and our livelihoods. So, of course, we will see the impact of these challenges in the education sector. There are practical implications for our campuses, so changes in the, the heating, the cooling systems for our buildings, how we dispose of waste, how we manage our grounds, the food we consume. But we will also see implications uh, on, on the, for the research that we do. Um, we already see the focus of funding agencies shifting to find solutions to these environmental challenges. And of course, this crisis for humanity, the degradation of health of our planet, will influence how we educate our students who will have to deal with these issues in their futures and in the workplace. And many of us know this. Uh, we're a well-informed society. Indeed, information has never been so accessible. It's no longer locked up in the libraries of inaccessible institutions. Data are available to, to everyone. We know about climate change. We know about the importance of climate action. And we know the effects that not taking action may have on us. Yet how we interact with knowledge has changed, as Blonard explained this morning. And how do people find their way through this barrage of information? What, how do we know what action to take? How do we know what action will have the most impact? 
And this is where our institutions play a role in the future, through the generation of knowledge, through innovation, and through translating and distilling this information for students as well as for policy and society. And so we have a responsibility as educators to educate our students in this context so that they can sift through the rhetoric uh, and really understand the challenge that environmental degradation brings and what to do about it. And there is an urgency around change. The planet has already warmed by 1.3 degrees. We're going to hit 1.5 degrees in the next decade. And this will bring irreversible consequences. And at the same time as we have a warming planet, as I say, we've got this slight, silent chip, chip, chip of biodiversity loss as we lose individuals, so we see declines in abundance. We also lose species, we lose habitats through destruction and degradation of nature. And together, these twin challenges of climate change and biodiversity loss will diminish the benefits that we get from nature. So change is needed. Uh, change is required, it needs to be transformational, the, the, the scope and scale of the change that is, is required cannot be underestimated. Changes need to be systemic, um, so they need to occur right through our societies and systems, but they also need to be genuine. We can't afford to, to not do this well. And so quality education is needed, and not only in the natural sciences, the traditional uh, place of these environmental issues. We need lawyers, politicians, economists who are educated in environmental issues. We need the creative arts to appreciate and communicate about nature and our link to it and our place within it. Uh, we need health scientists who can cope with the changes in disease type and prevalence in a warming planet and other physical and mental health challenges that are coming. And we need STEM education to recognize that the challenges of the future will need novel ways of thinking. But the key thing is that we need to make sure that education cuts across these disciplines and that it integrates them. We can't have this silo thinking. We need these transversal skills. Because sustainability is about facing environmentally chal environmental challenges in a, a socially just and economically viable way. We need to educate our students within the donut that Linda Doyle spoke about earlier this morning, in the space between the ecological ceiling that we can't exceed and the social foundation that we shouldn't want to go below. The European Commission has recognized this and called for environmental sustainability to be at the core of education and training across the European Union and have recognized that currently it's not. Uh, and the JRC has developed a competence framework on sustainability that maps out the competencies that our students will need in the future. At a national level earlier this year, the second national strategy on education for sustainable development was published, highlighting that it's more important than ever that students address these issues. Uh, we're not starting from ground zero. Uh, third level sector has, is already mobilized, is already mobilizing. Some have been working in these areas for years. We have green campuses. We have formal and informal programs on sustainability. We have linking across disciplines. We have uh, positive change starting to occur. And there are lots of international as well as national networks and groups for collaboration, for partnership, for sharing learning. And we're going to need these. We're all faced with the same problems, with the same issues. Um, we need, as I say, this transformational, genuine, positive change, and we need to get there together. 
In Trinity, we're trying to embed sustainability across the whole of everything that we do. So through our operations, through our research, and in our education. Uh, there are challenges. There are practical ones, like what targets to set and how to achieve them, what data to collect and how to report on them, how to fit biodiversity and climate action into the curriculum in a meaningful way. How to fund this, given the shortage of funding in the Irish HEI sector, and how to recognise and reward staff and students for their efforts. How to avoid greenwashing uh, and make genuine change, and how to embed this change rather than just adding it on as another tick box exercise. There are lots of options in terms of embedding um, sustainability in our uh, education, including creation of foundational modules. Um, so these could be modules that are taken at the beginning of a program uh, or prior to entering a program or at early stages in a program. But we need to address uh, uh, how to maintain quality in these kinds of modules. And again, make sure that they're more than just a tick box, that they're not just so simple and straightforward that everyone can do them. They need to be challenging. We can create specialized modules, so modules that are open across disciplines, that integrate between disciplines. And of course, we can um, build on and create more specialized programs uh, at undergraduate, postgraduate level and others. Uh, there are risks if that we uh, have our specialised education siloed or in, in boxes that um, it's not accessible to everyone. So this is why open foundational modules that everyone can take is perhaps a good plan. But specialised programmes can enable students to go into more depth, be more specific. And also, we need to remember uh, that it's not just all about the, the third level uh, and university level programs. Lifelong learning, uh, pre and post third level is important. And the higher education sector can't do this all by itself. Partnerships are important. Every public and private body is facing similar challenges. The challenges that we face are not just local to us here, they're not just local to us in Ireland, they are global. So partnership, knowledge sharing, sharing infrastructure, doing things differently, having joined up thinking is all required. So just to summarize, in terms of how biodiversity and climate action, and I've added the word biodiversity in there because it's not all about climate, it's not just all about carbon, how biodiversity and climate action will uh, impact on quality and qualifications, we need urgent action and we need action across various aspects of nature. As I say, we can't just focus on carbon. This will impact what we do as educators and how we do it. What we teach and how we teach it must be genuine. And not just in the classroom, but by practicing what we preach, linking the local and global in terms of the theoretical uh, aspects as well as the practical. And I think one of the key points is transdisciplinarity. So beyond multidisciplinarity and interdisciplinarity, but those partnerships outside uh, of the education system as well, uh, and engaging in the, and, and being aware of lifelong learning and partnerships uh, in, in innovative contexts. And within the context of the current political and socioeconomic precarity that we exist, the challenges associated with biodiversity loss and climate change and their impacts demand 
quality in our qualifications, and we have a responsibility to deliver this alongside other more practical actions. Thank you. Thank you, Professor.